Hey, Hales. Hi, Dad. How's it going? It's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So cool getting all the response from people listening to the show. Yeah. Over the last month. This has been really, really fun. And it's just been great to finally share with everybody. We worked so hard getting everything prepped and ready and trying to do little teasers and stuff. But I'm glad it's like out and people are listening to it. Yeah, it's 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 bringing back a a connection with a lot of people that I had lost contact with or it's like oh my gosh or they talk hey I saw you at this place or yeah talk, like oh wow I, yeah I remember that you yeah know? a lot of people saying you are in diapers to me so <laughs> that's great so what's new in your life well the kids are in school they're doing really well I was kind of nervous and you know it really took me a while to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing (laughs) without them. It's been a long time, you know, that I've been home with them. So it's, um, it's fun, but it's also, you know, a little challenging to figure out, okay, I'm not working around someone else's schedule anymore. So if I want to eat lunch at 1030, I can, or if I want to wait until one o'clock, I can, and it's not, you know, there's no freedom. Yeah. It's very weird, but I did get another job. (laughs) Wow. So I know. I it's just like a two day a week thing. Are you the CEO of Amazon <laughs> or something? Yeah, yeah, that's me. No, it's just a little two day teaching job and it's been really fun. And it's it's kind of breaking up my week so I'm not just sitting at home waiting for the kids to be done with school. Oh good. So good. That's been nice. Good. Well, what are we talking about this time? Do you have some deep question for well, me? Well, <laughs> we haven't really gotten into another side of your, quote, career, but really ministry of you and mom do a lot of counseling. Yeah, we do. We always had those people in our lives when we were younger and newly married that we kind of looked up to and said, man, we can learn from those people. I want to I learn from those people. And so all of a sudden we were the older people. Right. And they had these young couples come into us and said, teach us everything you know. And I remember we would be thinking, yeah, okay, well, that'll take seven minutes. <laughs> and so we just kind of fell into that and having people in our home, these young couples, and and realizing that there's really no manual for, for being married because, I mean, there, there are books that we read and we're like, oh, that, that's kind of cool. But Every marriage is so different right? because it's different people in every marriage. And so we just kind of started trying to dissect their issues. And as soon as you start doing that with somebody else, you start having your own memories come back and go, oh, yeah, that happened to us. And (laughs) and I I remember that. I hadn't thought about that in a long time. And so we did. We just kind of started trying to encourage young couples. And we still do that. You know, your mom and I have been together 40 years. Unreal. (laughs) So almost half a century. And here's the cool thing. We're still learning. We're still learning how to be married because marriage, you go through seasons. Yeah. You you go through the newlywed, you know, the honeymoon season, and then you start dreaming about buying your first house, and you start finding out how how much responsibility you have. Right. (laughs) As an adult. Like, oh, gosh, we're the adults now. And then you go through and you start talking about children 
and can we have children? And if we can, how many do we want? And you just kind of have to trust the Lord in now all that. And that's a season. Then and you get to like, oh my gosh, I just need a break. I just, you know, I, I think think you said a month or so ago. You said, you know, one is one and two is twenty. Yeah. And that is so it's so real and it's real for everyone. Right. If you're a stay at home mom, all you want is for your husband to get home. <laughs> So that you can check out, and and I've always encouraged the young guys. It's like when you come home, you don't you don't check out, you check in. Yeah. And it's time to go to work, and you you take them somewhere, or you do something with them, and you tell your wife, "Hey, go go light some candles and cry take a in hot the bath. <laughs> cry, cry in the closet, or take oh a bath gosh. and have a glass of wine or something." When the kids were little, yeah, that that was Josh would walk in the door, and I would just have the baby arms stretched out like at the door like here you go i just need to go by myself for two minutes yeah and that's that's so real and it's so needed yeah and and then you move into kind of the season that you're in now all of a sudden you've you've been parenting these human (laughs) beings that are in the early stages of development and then all of a sudden they're gone all day for five six hours a day and you think what do I do? Yeah. And then you move into the, if they could just feed themselves and then, and then it, it moves from, I wish they could feed themselves and clean themselves to now they can do that. And then it moves into, if they could just drive themselves, you know, which <laughs> is, you're not there, but you know, it's coming yeah. pretty quick. And it's like, you know, we always called it PDS, like pre-drive syndrome. It's like, <laughs> Dad, can you pick us up here? Hey, can you can you take us here? Can you drop us off here? And it feels like every time you try to start something, even if it's just watch a show or check your email or something, somebody's calling you. It's like, Dad, can you come pick us up or can you take us here? And, and then they start driving, and it's like, oh, they're driving themselves. Like, this is a new season. So every season, and then they, yeah. they get into high school and they start working and get a job while they're doing high school or then they go to college or they and it's like everything is a a different season it's like do they need me yeah and all of a sudden they're getting married and then they're having children of their own and uh we're, we're we're empty nesters here and so we've gone through all of those seasons and so now we're looking back and it's just it's unbelievable how many young couples still contact us either in person or through email and say, help me walk through this scenario. Yeah. And, and sometimes they're tragic and sometimes they're hilarious and say, you guys are fine. You're making way (laughs) too much of this. You're going to be fine. You've just got to humble yourself and ask forgiveness and, and move on. Yeah. Well, that's something I'm super thankful for you and mom too. We, and we've talked about it before, but like learning to laugh about stuff. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that my friends, you know, come to me about, or just, you know, when moms get together and we're venting some of the stuff I'm like, wait, you're really mad that, that your husband did that. And me and Josh is like, we call it our, or our biannual fight. And we laugh. It's funny to us, but it could be like detrimental to someone else's marriage if you weren't (laughs) able to laugh at it. But ours is at what point, of the year we put the duvet insert in our bed. (laughs) And then at what part of the year we take it out. 
And it is a very big conversation early on in our marriage because I love fall and winter and I love the big fluffy blanket and to snuggle up and feel, I don't, I just like how it feels. And Josh is, he gets hot when he sleeps. He doesn't want a bunch, a bunch of covers on him. And so that became our joke early on in our marriage of like, I'm not really going to be mad about this. But originally it was, I was like, no, like I'm sleeping here and I want the big fluffy comforter. Like, come on. And he was like, babe, I'm sweating through the sheets. We cannot have that on. So every year about this time when I start, you know, getting all the fall stuff out or whatever. And I'm like, so just this past weekend, I got out our big feather duvet insert and I washed it and I hung it outside to dry. And Josh was like, um, hey, what, sh- what you doing with that? And I was like, oh, I'm going to put it in our in our bed and he's like really he's like babe last night my feet were so sweaty he's like I can't we cannot put this in our bed right now he's like light a candle and you know act like it's fall all you want but it's 100 degrees outside we're not putting that in but you know we laugh about it but early on it was serious and if we would have taken it so serious like it could have it could have ruined a lot over something so little that's so true it's so true and after counseling these young couples so often i mean there are huge huge deals you know like if 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 one cheats or something that's huge and that can that can destroy people but most of the time our experience has been once we start dissecting it's little things like you know (laughs) we're gonna put the blanket on the bed or we're not or it's too cold or too hot and it's weird it's like almost every couple (laughs) that we've ever talked to one of them is gets really hot easy and one's freezing all the time your mom she's always hot she's always like turn the air down and i'm just freezing i'm just freezing all the time so i I guess your mom and josh are more like yeah so looking back on y'all's marriage what has been a a small thing that could have could have really you know affected you guys or your marriage that now looking back was a tiny thing like the duvet (laughs) One one of the first ones that come to mind is always uh, one that we refer to now, years later, as the Great Toast Fight. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the Great Toast Fight was something that happened within the first month of our marriage. Oh, I didn't know it was that early. Oh, okay. it was very early. We were in our <laughs> brand new place. We were still unboxing gifts and stuff. Yeah. And of course, we were both working, so... We and and we were trying to be songwriters. Like I was trying oh, to get yeah, a career yeah. started, and so but she was working full time. I was working full time, so we would stay up to all hours of the night writing, and then get up at five or six and start getting ready for in, for the day, and and then have to go work. So breakfast was something that we really didn't do. We would we would just kind of make coffee and get dressed and go. This particular morning, I got up and she had made toast, and so I went in to the air, the kitchen area, and I looked at the toast, and I made a comment about the toast. I didn't make a comment <laughs> about who made the toast. It was directed <laughs> at the toast, and my comment was, "Turn, it's dark." Oh no! And so I pulled out my pocket knife. Oh my god! And I scraped off redneck. <laughs> From Tennessee, everybody carries a pocket knife. Oh, my gosh. And so I scraped off the dark part and, Mm -hmm. you know, the burnt part 
into the sink, and then I buttered it, and then I ate all the toast, mm-hmm. which I think should count for something, but oh didn't. Oh, my gosh. And then I left for work. We left, and everything was fine. So I come home that afternoon, and she had been coming out to the driveway and kissing me. You know, we're newlyweds, and I was like, man, this is awesome. And this particular afternoon, she didn't come out there. So I went into the, the house, and I saw her prepping dinner, and she didn't respond to me. She just kept her back to me, and I went over, and I went to hug her from behind, and I realized she had a butcher knife in her hand. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And I asked her, is anything wrong? And she said, and this is how she said it, she said, nope. (laughs) And I said, everything's okay? And then she turned around, and she raised her eyebrows, and she said, yes. (laughs) Now, as a brand-new husband, I didn't know. (laughs) <laughs> that women don't always speak English. Oh, they speak womanese. <laughs> and so what I didn't know was that if a woman says no, and she mm-hmm. just says it normal, right? it means no. Mm-hmm. But if she says it real short and it goes up on the end and pitch, <laughs> like, nope, it doesn't mean no. It means yes. Right. And if she raises her eyebrows and she says oh, yes, and it goes down on the end, it doesn't mean yes; it means no. Mm-hmm. So, but you didn't know that. Though. I'm a rookie husband. I have no <laughs> idea. So I, the whole evening, she really didn't talk to me. I thought, man, what is, what's what's going on here? So we have our evening. It's kind of cold in the house. <laughs> like she's not really engaging at all. And I'm trying to figure it out without asking her because we didn't have communication skills because we hadn't learned how to do that well yet. So we get in bed that night and I like it really, really dark. Like I don't have night lights or anything. I like it pitch dark. So you can't see anything. So I get in the bed and I tell her I love her and, and <laughs> we're laying there in the dark and all of a sudden I hear her voice and it says, Don't you want to know what's wrong? (laughs) So I said, I thought I'll try it. I just said, nope. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And, uh, you know, because I had this this phobia that my dad put in me. When me and my brother were little, our bedrooms were upstairs. And Dad used to come up there when it was bedtime, and we'd be running back and forth and pranking each other. And Mm -hmm. Dad would come up there, and he would, you know, he would say a prayer with us and he would go to the wall and he'd grab the light switch. And before he turned it off, he'd turn around and say, boys, no talking. Yeah. So I've been spanked for talking <laughs> in the bed. And now Laurie's wanting me to talk about, like, what's what's wrong? And so I just asked her, I said, okay, what, what's wrong? And she said, well, you hurt my feelings with that comment that you made about the toast. <laughs> And I She's promise, been stewing on it all day at that she point. She had been stewing all day long. And I I promise you, I was laying there in the dark thinking, did I have toast this morning? <laughs> I had totally forgot. Now, now we oh learned later gosh. on that, that women, a lot of times, not exclusively, but a lot of times, a woman is attached to everything in her life. And it's kind of like a river and everything in that river she's attached to and she cares about or she doesn't care about. But a man is is more like a ship with a lot of little rooms. And so we only think about that room when we're in that room. Right. And we come out of that room and go in another room, and we forget about the first room. It was so weird to me that's like I, I really couldn't think clearly about 
if I had toast that morning because that was <laughs> I had done so many other things. I right. couldn't even hardly remember what I had for lunch. Yeah. And I said, Toast. And she said, Yeah. She she said, You made me feel like I'm not I'm not even qualified to be a wife because I don't even know how to make toast right. Yeah. And I said, Well, I didn't I didn't say that to you, did I? I didn't say golly, you can't even make toast right. She goes, no, you never addressed it to me. But it was just, you made a comment about the toast being darker than you are, are used to. And then you scraped it off with your with your <laughs> pocket knife and it just made me feel like a failure. And I said, you've been thinking about that all day? She said, yeah, it's, it's ruined my day. So I said, well, you know, can you forgive me? And she said, yeah. And so we we got it all worked out. But now that we've gone through you know, almost 40 years of marriage and, and helping other young couples, most of the time their, their issues are little, little things like burnt toast and they never work it out and process it. And those little things like that just add up. It's like this, this little incident happened and it's not, it's, it's not big at all, but it's like loading a clip with bullets and and time goes by and you keep putting another one in and put another one in. And then at some point, someone just can't take it anymore, and they verbally empty the clip on each other. They, they use words like always or never. You always do this, or you never make me feel this way. And it's like both of those are exaggerations. Yeah. Some, like I do it a lot, but I don't always do it. Right. <laughs> and so things get out of proportion, and if if people can't learn to talk about it when it happens and say, this made me feel this way. And for the other person to say, well, that was not my intention at all. I am so sorry. You know, how can I make this right? Yeah, and fix it right yeah. in the moment. Fix it in the moment, and then it becomes something that you laugh about. So we now say, you know, we don't believe in toast. Yeah. <laughs> toast toast causes divorce. <laughs> like, we're biscuit people. <laughs> but, but yeah, we've, we've, we've got to share that story so many times with people and say, no, 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 get rid of that stuff and, and put it in its right perspective and build off of that. You know, I don't know, to, to the listener, it, it might not be toast, but we've all got those little things, the duvet. Yeah. We've all got those little things that if we don't learn to communicate in a healthy way and humble ourselves before our spouses and say, hey, I just, I just need to tell you that was not my intent. The, you know, the way I said that, this was my thought, and you heard it this way, and so let me... How can I say that better? Can I, you know, what what did you hear me say? Yeah. And then you re-say it and you and you humble yourself. Both both sides have to humble themselves and not hold on to that grudge or that ammo that they're going to use later in the relationship and just say, "I'm sorry. Can you forgive me?" And there's been times on both sides with with me and your mom, there's been times I would say I can't forgive you right now. I just need a little bit of time. And yeah. she would always come back and then vice versa. And say, I, I, I need a little time. And then, but as you talk about it, then it gets resolved and you realize, man, I'm really glad we processed that because that, that's something that could have become infected and just fester into this huge sore yeah. in our relationship. And so I would just encourage people in their relationships with anybody, but especially in in their marriage don't let things fester yeah keep the communication lines open and remember that you are in this relationship because you love this person 
Right. They're a big part of your life. Yeah. Humble yourself, ask forgiveness, and move on. And that has served us really, really well. Yeah, I love it. I love that. Yeah, that's one of your popular Brent Lamb stories, I feel like. Yeah. The toast story. But I think it's popular because it, I mean, everybody can look at that or hear that and say, oh my gosh, yes. I wish we either, you know, I wish we would have dealt with that early, like immediately, or I'm going to laugh about it today, or I've got a story similar. So I love that. We would love to hear your stories too. Oh yeah. Send them in, please. And thanks everybody for subscribing. Please, if you haven't subscribed, please click that subscribe button so you'll get alerts when we post. We are posting every Monday. That's right. And hope we can uh, help get your week off to a good start. You can give us a follow on Instagram at Brentland Podcast. Facebook is Brentland Music. And if you would like to email us, we are brentlandpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening in and hope you have a great rest of the week. Yep. See you next week. All right. Love you. Love you.